Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Tim, and I'm so glad you can join me today as you are living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully, you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So yeah, man, welcome to episode 102. And I have a great guest today. Can't wait to jump into this episode, which we will do here in a second. But hey, I just want to continue to tell you all, if you are a person like myself that wants a better work-life blend, wants to be able to meet goals, accomplish things, see projects fulfilled, um, you know, literally live into your future, live into your day, create an ideal work week, to be able to deal with the things that you know that you've planned so that you can deal with the unplanned better, I recommend that you check out the Gazelle Planner. And my friend Kathy Fothery created the planner. This is a non-monetized spot. I need to say it again. And it's not because it's a trophy for me. It's because it's just something I believe in and something I want to support and stand with. But um, go check out the Gazelle Planner. And it is full. You have a vision board in there. You have your monthly calendar. You have your daily um, you know, non-dated pages, you have a project list, a master list for things that you're thinking about so that you can begin to import them into your life and in your day. But man, it's a great book. I love walking into my meetings. I have my book. I love when I'm finished with my meeting. I have my book. I love when I'm thinking about my next day. I have my book. So all the things that I have in my digital world, I'm able to put the things that I need to keep with me at all times there in one location. And what I like about it, it is paper because to me, nothing listens better than a blank piece of paper and it causes me to think and then I write it down, right? So, um, and what I like is I use the Pilot Friction Pen, by the way, and it's erasable. So it's a gel ink. Do not sign a permanent document, something that you need uh, with your friction pen. But in, in cases like this with your planner and you have to change something like, oops, made a mistake, you can go in and erase it. It's got this, um, it's a gel ink and it's really cool. So anyways, that's a little random. But Go to Amazon.com if you're interested in checking out the planner. And when you go there, there are two colors you can choose from. Look up the Gazelle Planner in the search bar. And when you get there, and if you choose either black or teal blue, you can, when you do checkout, get your planners and or a planner. And it's six months, which is great. I love it. it's a six-month planner. And then put in the promotional code section, going uphill. It's not it's not case sensitive. It's one word, going uphill. And so she was so kind because, you know, I interviewed her, I believe it was episode 99 and we talked about the planner, but I just been using it and I love the planner. And so I said, Hey, I'd love to promote it. And so she made a promotion code. So you get a discount for being a listener or a subscriber to this show. So, Hey, this is good news for you. If you want to create, um, um, the ideal week and like live into your day for your emerging future, it's a great tool. So go check it out. Okay. Um, would love for you to continue to follow. You can go on the website, 
um, uphillconversations.co. If you would like to be a guest on the show, there's a button on that page, on the homepage, where you can click to say be a guest on the show. You click on that, fill out the information, it'll come over to me, and I'll get back to you. And if you know someone else that you think would make a great guest, do the same for them, fill in their information and what you think, and I will get back to you or them as well. Continue to follow on Instagram. It is the tool that I'm using. I'm not using it optimally yet, and I haven't figured out exactly how I want to use it, but I am using it. But if you want to follow the show on Instagram, it's at Uphill Combo. If you'd like to follow me personally, it's at Pecoraro Tim. And if you want to follow what I do with my regular work week and in the world and the way that I live and do my stuff, it is at Uphill Strategies. And that is where you will. Uh, see the things that I do with my leadership, team building, and organizational health stuff as a coach. That's what I do, and I love it. People, 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 and people. So today's guest, Sarah Gregg, as I was saying, I'm going to jump right into this because it's a longer episode, but man, it is so good. Um, Sarah Gregg, she got rid of, she ditched her, you know, her well-paid, comfy, cozy, job as a business coach in pursuit of a location-independent life, location-free, independent life. And in 2017, she sold her house, her car, and her possessions to travel and work around the world with her husband, Chris. Sarah is a qualified coach, psychology graduate, NLP practitioner, and founder of The Power to Reinvent. Sarah believes you can achieve what you want in life with consistency and total ease when you follow your purpose and find your flow. Sarah works with individuals and businesses worldwide. And I cannot tell you how great this was. I discovered her on Instagram. I was following, watching, and then I engaged and said, hey, we'd love to have you come on the show and um, a couple of back and forths, but you know, here's the episode. And um, I just can't tell you how moved I am how impactful this conversation was. Very rich. You can tell this is a person that actually is living, they're living everything that they're trying to encourage you to do. They lived it, they live it, and they're continuing to improve upon it. It's not just, she's not a, just a, you know, quick fix, here's some anecdotes, and here's some trendy stuff. This is a person that's really foundational and living that reality, living living with the reality that you can't control everything. However, you can continue to develop yourself. So, I mean, when it comes to this type of work, which I do, um, I just, I love it when I run into people who have that mindset of um, really getting purpose and focus clear, getting specificity clear, and really understanding how to it's a daily habit, and it's not just a one-time, one-and-done, and you're finished. So without any further delay, what I would like to do is just jump into this episode with Sarah Gregg um, with The Power to Reinvent. Welcome to the show, Sarah. I'm so glad to have you as a guest today, and I appreciate you letting me just kind of watch what you were doing on Instagram and discover you, and I, I appreciate you being present enough um, out there in the world where I could discover who you were, what you were doing to reach out and give you an invitation to the show. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's great, and it's so funny. When you say putting yourself out there on Instagram, that was probably the, that was the first step I took with the business, and it was a really big challenge 
to kind of show up and authentically be me. But yeah, I feel now that it's almost like a second part of my life now and, and I love it. Well, that is, there's nothing better than to really step into things accidentally on purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. So, I feel like you're going to have so many great lines that I need a pen and paper to write them all down. Well, <laughs> so great. Well, great. Well, why don't you tell our listeners just about you and um, maybe some of your journey and how, how you got to where you are today. And then, yeah. you know, just like, how are you manifesting all of this growth, discovery and learning? Yeah. So I am originally from Belfast in Northern Ireland, and I've always had a fascination with human behavior and psychology, really, for as honestly, for as long as I can remember. Um, I graduated in psychology, then I went on to become an NLP practitioner, so neuro-linguistic programming. I qualified as a life coach, business coach, careers advisor. I've got way too many certificates. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I worked in that industry for 10 years in various different forms, everything from job coaching to business coaching and, and everything in between. And I absolutely loved it. I was successful at it. Um, I had a really great job. I actually um, did some contracts with the European Commission, traveled around and um, consulted on mindset work for entrepreneurs. And I think on paper up until... 2016 was the year everything changed. Um, My life sort of followed the rules of life. You know, I got the qualifications, I got the promotions, I bought my house, I got married, I ticked every single box. And then I just felt like I wasn't on the right path and I felt really empty and I felt unfulfilled. And I felt like I could see my life right in front of me and there wasn't a huge amount that excited me anymore. And at the start, I felt ungrateful. I felt this pull and this this calling. I don't know how else to describe it. There, there wasn't really words for it. It was more of a feeling that I wasn't where I was meant to be in life. And I thought maybe I was just being ungrateful. So I upped my gratitude (laughs) practice massively. It was like, you're, you're selfish. Like you have all this stuff, you've got this great job and externally the world was perfect, you know, or as, you know, as what people would aspire to have. But internally I didn't match that. And it, I wasn't where I was meant to be. And the universe started to reflect that. I mean, everything in my life started just to crumble bit by bit. Um, And I felt so unhappy. It was honestly one of the lowest points of my life. I've never felt so lost and so truly disconnected from the world and actually didn't have a plan to overcome that. And so I booked a holiday because I didn't really know what else to do. And I thought maybe I just need to get away and a mind switch. So I went on holiday with my husband and I remember the moment so well. I was on a sun lounger in Thailand. It was my first holiday in seven years. Like me and my husband have always traveled. We like backpacked for a year and a half together. But I think that summarizes how much I started to live for other people and not myself. I hadn't taken a holiday with him in seven years because we continually went away with other people. And I was on this sun lounger and I just turned to him and I said, I'm not happy. 
and I know I should be. And I really feel like a small change isn't going to fix this. I think I want to make a big change in our lives. I don't really know what that is, um, but I'm just going to go with it. And he was fully on board. He was having similar feelings, which, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate for. We're both on the same page. And that conversation then unfolded. That was in the October. It was my birthday. And by the December, we had made the decision to quit our jobs, sell our house, sell our car, sell all our belongings and to pack up with honestly I really would love to say to the listeners that I had a plan but I really (laughs) didn't I just knew that it would come if I gave myself that time and it I defied all logic I went against my logical brain and I fought so hard with it but I went I went that was the house was sold in the January by the April we were in Bali um And a year and a half later, I'm currently in Copenhagen after traveling Bali. I've lived in Bali, Thailand, Malaysia, Portugal, Bulgaria, and now I'm currently here. Um, And I'm developing a business that I love and my life could not look any different. And it all came from a place of pain. Wow. So first of all, thank you for just, I mean, a great illustration. Um, I mean, to me, I like when, when you talk to people, I, I want them to know that when they're speaking, you know, it's good to just be able to talk. And when you tell real story and talk from a true and authentic place, it allows people with their, you know, their visual capabilities, you know, their, Mm -hmm. their, that spatial intelligence, their creative intelligence, that visual cortex of the mind to be able to just like create a pop-up book of illustration inside as they're listening and yeah. you, it's very welcoming and it lets a person actually, you know, come closer to actually get a sense of feeling it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because the mind can't tell the difference between a dream and reality. Right. Because. Yeah. You know, and so you've just done that. So I just want to let you know. And then huh. in the way you just wrapped it up with that simple statement of pain, like you you rested right there. Yeah. So several things that I want to. And first of all, I love all the accomplishments. I love all those things, but I love this journey with these accomplishments. I love mm-hmm. how you just said you checked every box, but you felt very empty and unfulfilled. I love that you just like you felt the pull and the calling, right? These were the mm-hmm. deep feelings that you felt this yearning, the inner person, you know, crying out and calling out. You know, it's like the diamond that's been, you know, it's a, it's like a 10,000 square foot home and you lost a diamond that is unbelievably valuable to you. And, and there's furniture all over the place and things everywhere. Yeah. And you're trying to find this valuable thing thing like that's, that's a an, perfect analogy yeah that's, yeah that is it in a nutshell yeah so good. And, yeah and so the statement you made you tried to compensate by upping your gratitude mm-hmm. and then you take this holiday with your husband and you yeah. get in that you're in this spot and then you ultimately in with the revelation so basically with this great insight through this in, introspection and observation you come mm-hmm. out with this insight that says this is not, I don't, this is not good. I don't like where I am, but you actually had the courage to speak up beyond the, beyond the upping the gratitude, which is actually counterintuitive. Yeah, exactly. So talk, it, talk about that. 
that courage um, in that counter. You know what I mean? So you had this struggle of upping gratitude because that's, well, you know, I should be grateful. But yet most people say I should be grateful and then they ignore the, you know, the little lights, these indicators that are trying to speak to them because they're ignoring them. So you literally had to go back and have the courage to say, I'm going to go counterintuitive to upping my gratitude. I'm going to actually speak this truth in the place where I am grateful, but I'm not fulfilled. Talk about yeah. that. Yeah, it was difficult. I think it was the first time I've ever had a conversation with my husband, Chris, where my voice shook because I was so nervous. I think not even to say it to him, but I was nervous to admit it to myself because I knew at that moment the minute that I realized that truth and accepted it and fully admitted to myself that it wasn't the right path and that there was something beyond it and that I had to follow it, um, I knew that was the start of the journey. And, and I, I can almost feel that, that feeling in my stomach and the butterflies and my voice kind of quivering at like, I can't believe that I'm going to allow, allow this inner feeling to rise to the surface. But I felt like the whisper had turned into a shout. And I was frightened that if I didn't acknowledge it, where my life would end up. And one value that, you know, has held true to me for, for a long time is, when I die, because we're all going to, even though we don't want to admit it in the Western world, we don't like it. Right. But I don't want to have that feeling of regret. And I'd rather live fully and live with risk than live in my comfort zone and do what was safe and not live that full life that I had the opportunity um, to do. So in my mind, it, it was the weirdest analogy because, I mean, my friends and family were just like, what are you doing? Like, this makes no sense. But in my mind, it was the only option. I, I really felt like the universe had me up in a corner and it was like, okay, you either stay here and you keep on pushing all these feelings down. And I knew that I was going to turn into this angry, resentful person who, you know, just didn't like the world. I, I could see that. I could see that potential in me. But I also saw this potential that I could take a risk. And even if it didn't work out, that it was okay because I had tried and I knew this was something that I had to do. Wow. You know, there's a lot of people listening, Sarah, that are hearing what you're saying and they're going, well, she got an answer that actually complimented. It was a compliment, you know, with an L-E, not an L-I, mm -hmm. you know, with her feeling. What do you yeah. do when you have someone that doesn't compliment it? What were you willing to risk? What if Chris, your husband, would have said, you're crazy? What would you have been willing to exchange? I know you're a Think and Grow Rich fan, right? So you have to yeah. put a demand on your desire and you have to, what is the exchange? What are you willing to exchange? Were you at the point where you were willing to say, listen, Chris, this is where I'm going? I mean, what was at stake for you? Because what if you wouldn't have gotten that answer? And I know you would probably want to like to think you would do something, but what do you tell people who maybe don't get the compliment? To be fair, it was a gradual process. So when we came back originally, we thought that we didn't kind of go in that moment, we're selling the house and, and that's it. It was more <laughs> yeah. fragile. It yeah. was, um, All right, we're selling everything. <laughs> Let's go. Um, it started off with, maybe I could work part-time and, and the call was, 
you know, to set up a business. So it started with that, like, how can we have more free time? Um, how can we build a life that suits us? And we came back and we talked about what we both valued in life and what we both wanted. And then it sort of organically came from, from that. And we experimented with different things. And it really is that, that concept of follow your bliss. And I don't think that when you have that extreme of a negative, it's like everyday life as well. If you have that extreme of a negative emotion, you don't necessarily have to go to the opposite extreme. You know, that that's what is going to make you feel better. So it was these gradual kind of like playing around with concepts of part time work. Maybe we got a smaller house, you know, maybe we we sell some stuff like what does that look like? But although that felt good, it didn't feel right. And the minute that we said what if we just, it was a joke, honestly, I, we were having a glass of wine on the sofa and it was like, what if we just sold everything and went, off we go. And it was like, we laughed and then we were both, actually, that's kind of a good idea. If he hadn't have went for it, I think a shift would have came in a different form. Um, I think he would always come with the shift. He's definitely my soulmate. We've been together for, for 14 years and I adore him. Um, but I would have found another way around. I think it would have been a longer journey, but I think it would have ultimately have always brought us to this point. Wow. And, you know, this is a perfect segue into something. So as I was listening to you explain that, which, by the way, that was an amazing answer. Great, great answer. Um, and I know that's very helpful for the listeners, but... So the power of process, the power of communicating effectively, the power of inviting someone into that, the power of being flexible, the power yeah. of simplifying your life, the power of the other journeying with someone else is actually, those are keys for the power to reinvent. Yeah. So let me step into reinvention here. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, like the epitome of it. <laughs> okay, but do you do you I mean what what do you agree with what I just said there? I mean as far I do, as that I do. Uh, you know, I struggled um with with it at the start. So when I was kind of building my career, I would change jobs quite a lot. Um just because new challenges would come up and my, I'm like, my friends never knew what I did. They'd be like, where are you? What are you working at? And uh, they couldn't quite keep up. And, and it was this kind of ability to kind of reinvent myself. And it was when I was made the decision to go, I read this book called Designing Your Life. And it was about how you have different chapters of your book. And I love that. And so I, I became really comfortable with the fact that I could reinvent. But weirdly, the part of reinvent, which is the, the name of the business that I founded, did not start um, on the journey until the November because I completely turned my back on my background of psychology and NLP and coaching I decided I didn't want to do that um, because I associated it with the things that made me unhappy and then it was I went to this workshop in Thailand that was run by a, a coach on self-esteem and it, it was her kind of practice that actually was the opposite of a positive <laughs> positive experience she was really terrible and her practice was you know it was all wrong she was unqualified not structured and it was in that moment I decided okay I think I'm going to go back into coaching and I was walking through the street one day and I was like I know I'm going to call it the power to reinvent because I think regardless of what stage you're ever at in your life 
you know, you have this ability to reinvent it into whatever you want. And that was kind of the start of it. And it just started as an Instagram account in the November. I didn't have a website. I didn't really have a business plan. I just felt like, you know, I had a message and something that I wanted to share. And then it's growing from there. But I really do believe that. I think sometimes, particularly at the point, the juncture I was at in my life where I was married you know, I'd been married for a couple of years. I had a house, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. Like my parents, like our parents were expecting grandbabies, you know, not like, <laughs> yeah, we're selling everything. Um, yeah. And our friends were the same way, but you know, you, you always have that ability. You have this incredible power within you that you can change your life at any time. And I know some people will be sitting at home thinking, well, it's okay for her. Like I'm in a different scenario. No, across the board, everyone has that ability and it doesn't have to be a big change it can be as small um as you want and it can lead you in that direct that right direction you just have to follow what feels right and and kind of forget the social constructs that we put on ourselves because they really don't apply well that goes along with what's on your website about enhancing existing resources as part of your strategy right so mm-hmm. you know you have in your power goal sessions that you do yeah. that you do, you know you want to help people des- develop absolute clarity about what they want in life and mm-hmm. that you work directly with them listening to their needs but getting to the core issue and where needed i love this mm-hmm. use change techniques to enhance existing resources not only enhance, but you have to leverage them if you're going to, you have to leverage the rudimentary part of those, you know, technique, those, those things that you have, right? Your resources, Mm -hmm. but then you enhance them. So you have to leverage first. You can't enhance what you don't leverage, right? So you can't improve upon what you're not using at a core and foundational place. So it sounds like literally you're living out what you ultimately created. So how did you when you went back, you had that experience where you were like, wow, here's this self-esteem person doing it all wrong. So let me go back to yeah. my roots and bring this in. Did you feel like you were kind of neglecting? Like you were treating it like, you know, this is just a saying, like a redheaded stepchild, <laughs> like you were ignoring, <laughs> you know, your gift because you were like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then you get away from it, but then you run smack face right into you face plant into something being done, probably atrociously wrong. <laughs> and it yeah. was, it was a glaringly obvious to you that this was off base in, you know, off kilter. It's just yeah. not correct. And so you reclaim it again. So like, did you have that revelation? Like, what am I doing ignoring this? Yeah, I did. I was really surprised at how upset and angry I was um, after I left the workshop because there was a lot of vulnerable people in the room. There was a lot of people who who wanted to believe in her practices, which, I mean, it involved putting a fridge magnet over your head. It was utterly ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. I never want to see anything like it. And and I felt for them because they wanted hope. They wanted somebody to say that they could fix them. And she gave a really easy solution, which made, you know, zero sense on, on any level, um, other than maybe a bit of a placebo effect. In fact, she I think she recognized she's very good at body language because she said to me in the room, she said, you're the only person that, that doesn't have issues here. And I thought, hmm. 
you recognize that I'm the only person that may cause you a a bit of problems here. But I got so upset over it. I knew that's where my passion lied. I knew then. And I thought on the way home, if I relinquish my place in the world to do what I have always been passionate about, what I feel I have a gift for, it allows, it creates room for others who or maybe doing it for the wrong reasons to extract money from vulnerable people, you know, because they can. Oh my it gosh. that room in the universe. So it's, if I don't uh, take my place, I create that void in that space oh for my, others to come through. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sarah, listen, that is my soapbox in my rant. The self, the self, <laughs> Are you the self-help and personal growth industry is a billion dollar industry. And there are people popping up all kinds of just uh. stuff. They're copying other people. Listen, it's easy to duplicate, but you, it's not easy to replicate. And I'm going to tell you, it drives me crazy that people are literally, they don't love people. They love the yeah. money. They're loving getting that money from people and living large and flaunting that. You know, I'm one of those people, a a real wealthy person doesn't let you know they have money, number one. Yes. You know, I could rant on this all day. And and listen, and there's probably people that are going to listen to this that's going to piss them off, but that's fine. But I'm going to tell you this if you have it, people that have it don't have to talk about it. Absolutely. And, and, and it's okay to use vision, but you can, there are other ways to let people know that you can create wealth in your life. And to me, wealth is more than just economy and money and currency. Mm-hmm. Wealth is mental, emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual well-being. And, and so say, and so where I am is like, yeah, you have money in the bank account, but you have bad relationships and you can't keep Mm -hmm. one or you have a great, you know what I mean? Like you can have great relationships and great money, but your mind is all jacked up because you're suspicious all the time. And you're always, I mean, you know what I mean? You're getting hung up on the same things. Don't, don't equate the fact that you can get money as that is, you know, that's now an ingredient, right? And don't think that you can just pickpocket other people's ideas and things that they say and go build your multi-million dollar thing. Because here's my thing, build something that lasts, build something Mm -hmm. that has shelf life, build Mm -hmm. something that you're not spending your time with varnish, trying to varnish your past and, yeah. and you know what I mean? So that moves into this whole power to reinvent. There's the power mm-hmm. part, which is an enablement. Power means to be enabled or ability to. And so yeah. that's one part. But then there is to reinvent. Some people, and I'm sorry, but some people are just, they do reinvention so they can get more cash. Yeah. Then there are people that yeah. reinvent because they're getting better. And they yeah. have to continue to evolve. Reinvention has is more about evolving than it is a, about you just doing something new in a trendy way with the latest, greatest thing that's come out that you're able to create a version of it, post it up on a website and start selling it to the masses. And people end up feeling vulnerable people, people who mm-hmm. need a genuine connection and influence in their life. And here you are cashing in and making money off of them while they are living paycheck to paycheck or while they are not improving and changing their life. And all you can make sure they do is, well, you didn't pay your bill. Therefore you're cut off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, it's the dark side. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I just had In fact, it was, it was those type of people. Like when I first went away and I 
even when I set up the business, I struggled. I didn't actually want to tell people what I was doing because I, I didn't want that negative association, you know, hi, I'm a coach, you know, because it's so much more than that. It's this profession, you know, it's an unregulated industry for a start. So anyone can call themselves a coach. Anyone can call themselves like a guru or a self You can call yourself you know, anything. Yeah, you can call yeah. yourself anything. I can call myself an apple tree. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I feel like, yeah, it's, it's so difficult. And it's, it's just, it's horrible to see that it's horrible to, you know, when I was in that lady's workshop, you know, she was charging a lot of money, you know, and she was saying, Oh, your energy fields aren't clear yet, you know, but if you sign up for X amount, then I can heal them. Uh, and it was just like, this is wrong on so many levels, like so many levels. And, you know, it, 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 it's just about money. And I think when I went into this, it was, yeah, it was less about money. It 100% was, you know, and for a long time, I didn't make anything in it. I still kept going because I thought even if I've got to like work on the side or do something else, you know, I am not dropping this. I am going to keep on going because I'd rather have my place in the world and fill it up than leave an empty space for somebody else to take it who comes in with, you know, not the right intentions. Mm. So we share that, which is really good because I, (laughs) I just, it drives me crazy because I literally know people that are literally saying, here's, I'm giving this person $10,000. I'm in almost like this pier $12,000. I'm in this pyramid thing basically. And then you're going to go online to this system and just use the community. But I'm like this person that cares about you and I'll check in with you once a week. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, the last I checked, people are not templates. What's interesting about that is we, people will get bent out of shape over stereotyping, right? But yet a mm-hmm. lot of these models are very stereotypical in the way that they yeah. treat people. It's like a one size fits all. So yeah. you know what's the one size fits all is gravity has the same effect on everybody. Okay. <laughs> gravity yeah. does. You know, like L- Newton's law of motion, guess what? It has the same effect. Okay. Maslow's hierarchy of needs has the same effect yeah. on people. Now those things, yes, I would say you can template them. They have an effect that is similar for everyone, but your, yeah. your, prescription doesn't work the same way. And what happens, a lot of people feel disenfranchised almost because of what you're giving to them. Why is it not working for me? And all you do is help exacerbate a feeling that they've already had inside of them, which says you suck. You're no good. I told you it wouldn't work. Now you don't have money. Now you're in the dark. It works for them, but why is it not working for you? Yeah. Do do you know what I'm saying? And then I know and, exactly what you're and saying. And here's my out. You ready? So if I'm the guy doing this to people, guess what my out is? Now it's all going to be dependent on what you do. So the results are only going to vary for you, or you're going to actually see those results, but they may vary. It just depends on you. Yeah. Okay, which is true. You do have to do the work. So they're taking a truth and they're folding it in with their BS. Yeah, and that absolutely. frustrates me. <laughs> and this is the thing I my pet hate word at the minute. I don't know if you if you're going to agree with me is hustle. I hate that word. Like oh, I, I would I, score yeah. that word out. 
I just think it's not about hustle. It's really, it's not about this. You don't have to strive harder. You have this incredible processing power that resides for free on the top of your shoulders. And if you learn how to access that and how to program that to work for you, you don't need to hustle. You can just flow in life. You can focus on what you enjoy. You can follow your bliss and you can notice how opportunities arise. You know, I think this concept that we all have in our head that you have to work hard or it has to be an uphill struggle or, you know, you've got to kind of dog eat dog, push other people down to get up. You know, I just think that that's not right. Like you obviously have to put the work in. You can't just program your mind and then sit down and do absolutely nothing with it. Right. But I right. think we have this incredible ability. At, it's, it's just right there, but we look to external things and systems or validations, that quick fix, when actually the real fix comes when you do the inner work, then you see it in your in, in your outer life. Like the two are a hundred percent correlated. The more inner work I do on, on myself, the more I shift the greater my business grows. Right. A hundred percent. Well, hundred percent. Well, here's the thing that I would say. I despise hustle in the way that you just described it, because here's what I think. I hustled when I did sports. When I wrestled, I hustled, right? But it was yeah. flow. It was flow yeah. that fed my motivation yeah. because with flow, in order to get flow, I have to have a level of self self acceptance. Number one, yeah. it, that helps me to build my self comp confidence, which goes into um, with what um, Mihai talked about the complexity and the growth of self. Right. So, yeah. which is basically the result of two broad psychological processes: differentiation and integration. Right. Yes. So that gives me motivation. <laughs> And then with that motivation, it feeds my what? Hustle. I have the ability to move. That's the hustle we're talking about, not the hustle. So those of you who are listening, I don't like the word hustle either, used as the way most people use it. They're using it as hustle more. Well, you yeah. know, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. So if you're not a self-motivated person, if you're not willing to self-accept and build your self-confidence, if you're not a person that's going to become more aware, self-aware, mm. if you're not going to develop your emotional intelligence, if you're not going to be the person that's going to be that much more introspective, use observation to get the insight that you need to move forward, right? Then yeah, that's all you have is hustle. That's all you have. Yeah. I mean, you can give, I mean, give someone a car keys. They can get in, turn the key and start driving. Doesn't mean they're good. Doesn't mean yeah. they're proficient. Doesn't mean they're experienced, right? It doesn't mean yeah. those things. So you have to understand that hustle is more about flow than it is just about working harder. Yeah. So a lot of people are it's working hard and they're not developing themselves. Yeah, and that's not what life is about. You know, it really isn't. I, I think, you know, we make, sometimes we can make life unnecessarily complicated for ourselves and you can distill it back to, you know, there are so many themes when you read psychology or, you know, any kind of spirituality books. It's really about the sense of purpose, your goals, aligning your thoughts and your actions with it and then projecting what you want to see in the world. And then when challenge does arise, because it will, because that is life, happiness and sadness are, are interlinked. They are part two sides of the same coin. You know, challenges will happen, but when you have 
a mindset to understand that out of challenge can come opportunity. And normally out of challenges are your biggest periods of growth. Then you can ride that that flow, those waves of life a lot easier. You know, you can understand that there is meaning behind the challenge and there is meaning behind the sadness and you can extrapolate that out for good. And I think that's the real beauty in life. It's not about hiding away from pain and hurt and unhappiness because they exist in the world you know it's going to happen to some extent or lesser extent to to everybody but if you know how to ride it out if you know how to make those periods of your life as less painful as possible and to take meaning from it then I think that's the beauty in life and I think when you really work on your mindset to understand that um that's where the adventure of life really happens that's when you step into your full self that's when you take those little risks um, when you become present in the moment and when you understand that you only have one life and you're here to live it, you know, and be unapologetically you. Yeah, that that's what it is for me. And I think that can only come from the inner work, not these outer kind of external validations that, you know, we so often seek. And that doesn't mean be a hippie and, you know, live somewhere <laughs> and not have any money. That doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. Um, you know, but that inner work is so important. Um, money and happiness have no correlation. No, they don't. If you read any studies, if you read any studies from psychology, um, you, you know, it elevates your happiness for a, a percentage of time, but then you have a baseline normally that you return back to, unless obviously you live in poverty, uh, you know, there, there's a fine balance, but the World Happiness Report, you know, it illustrates perfectly that, you know, on a global level, GDP is going up or income is going up, but actually happiness isn't rising in correlation to it. And I think, you know, that inner work has to come so you can truly enjoy those external rewards that it inevitably brings. Wow. And that's the whole thing about what's sustainable and what's temporal. And so you're, you're focusing on the wrong things. Like I know people that have taken $30,000 pay cuts and their life is more fulfilled and then they're able to create a new journey so that they're not having a life that they have to endure, but they're having a life that they can celebrate and live into. Absolutely. And it's so precious. You know, life is incredibly precious. I've had a lot of reminders um, particularly in the past year of that, um, where I've lost a friend recently and um, another um, one of my best friends, her brother, um, passed. And and you, it does put everything into context. You know, it does. I think we can live day to day and we bank on that retirement, right? Like we're like, oh, we'll travel. But like when I retire and I'll get that check and we sort of have this assumption that, that you know, if we stay in our safe little bubble, the life will just unfold as it's, as it's meant to. But in reality, it's extremely precious and it has to be enjoyed in the moment. You know, that present moment is, is all you all you really have, truly. Wow. So you have this great revelation to change and reinvent, right? And that's through the process of purpose and finding flow, right? Yeah. And that gives you the ability or the power. See what I'm doing here? See what you're doing? Yeah. (laughs) To reinvent, right? Yeah. 
So let's talk about that, this whole thing where you're living today and this drive and this passion to take all of your learning, all that you've discovered, all that you've done within yourself first. And that's what I like. This has happened in you first before you're trying to invite someone else into it. So number one, thank you so much for doing that. Because you're not one of those people that catches on to something, believes it can be true, picks up a couple of anecdotes, throws them out there, and all of a sudden they can cash in. You know, Um, yes, I believe you can create your own luck, but creating your own luck doesn't mean you create fulfillment at the same time. So what are, you know, in this whole thing that you've developed, this purpose and finding flow and even within yourself and as you've worked with other people, what are some things you've discovered about yourself as you worked with others along the way in this journey for yourself as well for them? Like, what did you discover as you've been helping others? What have you discovered about yourself in this process? Oh my goodness. So much, (laughs) so much. (laughs) It's been the biggest self growth journey I've, I've ever been on. Um, a lot, first of all, like most definitely is, um, the power of the subconscious mind. Um, it's always been something I believed in. Um, it's always been something that I've I've researched and read about. You know, particularly through through the NLP and psychology side. But really seeing that impact in my life and on clients' lives, it, it's almost like magic. It really is almost. Ma- it, it it feels magical at points where. Um, you used the word auto-suggestion earlier, um, and I love that word. Um, I don't know if you used it because of this, but from Napoleon Hill's book, yes. Think and Grow Rich. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. Yeah, so I love that book. I actually got it um, the start of um, only a few months ago, like I think three months oh, ago. Oh, wow. I've been through it like 10 times now. Oh, my <laughs> word. It is life-changing. So, um I use that statement and and his process, you know, the six steps where you write down what you want and you read it every day. I feel like I'm like a wizard now. I have, I'm starting to create what is on that page and it is, it's honestly mind blowing. I can't quite work it out. I don't really feel like I'm in a, like you said, I I like to live everything before I can teach it. But um, this process of manifesting and putting out what you want in the world has probably been the biggest revelation because I was probably a major cynic about that. (laughs) But now that I can see it work, that's been incredible. And to see how when you really kind of you know work with that subconscious to program things to make it real to put your intention out there in the world and then to let go then just to let it be just the most crazy things happen honestly the most the past couple of months the craziest things have happened to me I can't talk about it right now because I'm I have to sign a contract on something but yeah, it's crazy. It's really crazy. And you can tell by my voice, I haven't figured it out because I don't have words <laughs> for it yet. I'm not quite there yet. But that's okay. That's, that's been the biggest change is is really understanding that it is about action, but it's also about really working with your mind, the subconscious, 
getting that goal super, super clear, understanding what it is that you need to hear, see, feel in the world to show that you're on the right path. And then letting go and not creating that resistance, moving forward, but understanding that the opportunities will come along and just trust in the process. Uh, that that's been the greatest shift for me is is being able to do that because I normally I would have liked to have I I did in the past control a lot of things and if something wasn't working out my answer was work harder you know do more and actually the more I sit back not in a lazy sense but the more I just put it out there and wait and see what comes back the, the greater the results have been and that's really been through a lot of mindset work and you know, repeating goals and repeating affirmations and creating that 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 real intention and and putting it out there in the world. That's that's been the biggest shift for me and for clients. Wow, that is. I mean, that is that is great. I love it. Um, and with that, though, what are what are also some similarities, right? Some specific similar similarities that you've noticed or discovered about people as it relates to like their journey. And and what I mean specifically is their process of individuation, self-actualizing, mm-hmm. right? And making a difference. What are similarities that you notice in people that are just really common that so people can who are listening to this can go, oh, so I'm not strange because I struggle here in this process of individuation or self-actualizing or making a difference. Yeah. What are similarities that you've picked up on? From clients or from people from in the industry? Just all over. Just it, regardless. It doesn't matter if it's clients or just people in general. And your engagements when you see people are on this path and they're really serious yeah. about it. On the whole, it normally, the purpose or the calling and the shift comes from a point of crisis. Something has happened in somebody's life where they go to a dark place um, or a negative space that's always where the shift happens. So um, clients normally engage because something is happening in their life where they feel like they can't control it or they feel a sense of unfulfillment. People that I've met who've been on a similar journey have normally had some aha moment, which has come out of a place where they felt like they didn't fit in. They felt like they weren't part of the tribe for want of another world. They felt misunderstood and they felt this deep sense of unfulfillment. Out of that is normally like a hero's journey, you know, that they go on a path of discovery and inevitably something happens along the way, either a guide or, you know, a person comes into their life or an event happens that gives a second aha moment of this is the path and this is the course. And then it is an inward journey of self-discovery and going right into that place, you know, not on a surface level, the people who make the greatest change and have the greatest success, both who I've met in a professional capacity and who I've worked with um, in a professional, uh, in a client kind of capacity, have always been those people who have gone right in and been, dig, dig deep to use your words, and been totally honest with themselves, totally mm honest with themselves about where they're at and what they want um and they have been the people that have made the biggest change but also seen the biggest success but I think if you're listening and you have that pull but you don't know what it is and you don't know what it means just trust it and follow it if you're following it and you feel like but nothing's happening for me maybe I should go on a different kind of path 
that persistence and that faith that's what you need you need to endure and grow and I truly truly believe that the right opportunities happen at the right time and you can't see it until you know Steve Jobs said it like you know you look back and the dots just align you know it, it is that real feeling of the times when I wish something would have happened in the business, it wasn't the right time for me or for anybody else. But the times that it has happened, I can look now and think, oh my goodness, this is the perfect time. I wouldn't have had it any other way. So it's that faith and that persistence to keep going. And it's not an easy journey. Um, at times it is dark. At times there are tears. It's not like I've, you know, flown around the world and, you know, lived hashtag the best life ever without moments of going I actually don't know what I'm doing because it's been a mixture of both wow you know I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about you know just all of the ways that you're you know you're explaining this and you actually need a book called the, the power to reinvent <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to you need to write that book your way in your journey and i know it's like it's so tough because especially in the world of you know in the nlp world right and then psychology and there's so many great voices out there right yeah but guess what sarah they don't have your recipe Huh? What about that? Yeah, I love that. I love that. So I love that. So, how do you define reinvention as it relates to a person? So, to break it down practically for someone, what does it mean to reinvent yourself? To reinvent, it's a very personal journey and a very personal word. I think it can mean a big and complete change, but I also think it can mean just a small tweak to a system. So in the same way that, you know, you have, I don't know, like Apple changes their phone and they reinvent it and they upgrade, you know, they take the apps that don't work particularly well or the camera that has a fault and they tweak it and change it. Reinvention for a person is is very similar. It's about going in, being honest about the parts of your life that you don't like or you want to change, and then tweaking and changing them to create a new model, a new and improved model, because that's what growth is and that's what life is about. It doesn't mean that the Apple iPhone 3, whenever it came out, wasn't the best phone ever because it was. But if we all still had that phone, you know, and, and Apple didn't evolve, then it dies as a brand. And I think it's the same as a person. You know, I think that you have to continually evolve, improve on the existing resources that you already have to each time and each chapter of your life become this new and improved model that's what reinvention is. And the beauty is it doesn't mean completely, you know, throwing the phone in the bin and, you know, forgetting about it and building a, a new thing. It's just about those small improvements. Or if you want to make a big change, you know, go for it. Um, it will be very personal to each person. You know what's so powerful about what you just said? That even if something inside of an individual is faulty, right? They have faulty thinking. Mm -hmm. It's still a resource, yeah. And so they 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 need to enhance and that goes back to the way mm -hmm. you do goal setting is you're you're yeah. you're enhancing existing resources. So yeah. in enhancing it could mean a complete 180. You have to do the antithesis of what it was that you were doing 
prior. You have to really dig deep and become honest with these assessments. You have to become not just honest, but brutally honest. Oh, brutal. It, it's beautiful yeah. sometimes to kind of like admit your flaws to yourself because we create all these alibis. Don't we? It's like we lied ourselves. We blame other people. It's not my fault. It's them. And, you know, we, we believe our own stories. But when you really get to the root, that's when you can create amazing change. When you just kind of go, that's not really working quite well. And it's not really not giving me the results that I want. Okay, I'm, I'm going to change it. And it's it's an incredible process to go through. It's amazing. Right. And what, let me ask you, what is, what is, what can a person do? How about I say it this way? What can a person do to, to, to be on a path of sustainability with their reinvention versus just chasing after every time the wind blows a different direction, the temporary things. Cause like if there's a sailor, right. And they, and they sail, like they really mm-hmm. use a mast and in, in like a, a sail and they're like the wind can be blowing in the wrong direction, but they know how to harness the wind, mm-hmm. set their mm-hmm. sail to go in the direction that they want. Even if it takes them longer, they still know yeah. where they want to go. So how does a person do something to be able to reach that true North for themselves or that destination or to get on that path to make, what are things that, what is reinvention that's sustainable and what is, you know, and how do you avoid the temporary stuff? You know what I mean? Just the temporal and just fleeting and passing. I think it all comes down to purpose. And that's more than my purpose is to be a coach or my purpose is to do X, Y, and Z. That's being super, super clear about your values, about, you know, when you create that business or when you go for that promotion or get that job, what you want your life to look like, what you value most in your life. The clearer you are on your purpose, the harder it is to steer anybody off course. And even if they do, they'll find a way around it again. Um, And I think that's the bit sometimes that people can skip over because it's easier just to set a goal. It's easier to look at your life and kind of like, you know, in one year I want to achieve X. When I work with clients, I'll say, you know, what do you want to achieve in 10 years time? Where do you want your life to be? And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you what I want in a year but you know to fast forward to that 10 year point to to almost kind of like you know like a drone like hover over your life and and see you know exactly you know that's my start point and that's my end point I think if you can get clear on that but with a degree of flexibility that's the bit that a lot of people skip over but that's the bit that will that will really be your core values and your core alignment and that will guide your goals, short-term, long-term, that will guide your thoughts, that will align your actions, that will be the thing that will focus your attention, that will be the thing that will enable you to live in the present and ultimately, you know, move with that flow of life. So purpose is is pivotal. Without purpose, it's just sticky plasters over stuff, really. You know, it, it, it all comes back to that. Right. It's like you putting on you know, it's like you get a wig and you get an outfit and you think somehow you become somebody else. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but at the end yeah, of the day, you do eventually, but the, yeah. the wig's inevitably going to blow off. That's right. It's going to come off at the end of the day. You're going to take off the wig. You know what I mean? And you take off those clothes and guess what? You're still left with yourself. So yeah. you're in your, you're in your own skin suit. <laughs> Absolutely. 
and the purpose is the hardest bit because I think so often, particularly as adults, we have other people's ideals. We stray onto other people's paths. We have this whole guilt obligation. This is what the society or, or, you know, well, Jim's doing that and Jim's happy, you know, maybe I'll just copy Jim, you know, and I think that that's your point on a lot of people following other people online that with this promise of happiness, when the reality is you have to really understand what that means for you and what's right for Jim may not be right for you. So you've really kind of, you know, you've got to boil it down into that core bit and spend that time to, to figure out what it is and, and ask some difficult questions. But there's some great exercises like, you know, writing down a list of 100 things that you want to achieve in your life. And that's a really great exercise. And it's, it's actually quite hard because normally people and definitely a lot of the clients that I've, I've worked with over the years, they're really good at telling me what they don't want their lives to be. Oh. But when you ask what you do want your life to be, then that's that's a tricky area. And I think if you if you can feel almost that resistance when the question's asked, then that's a bit that you need to work on. And, you know, I've been there. I went to this seminar with them, um, random, but with uh, Jillian Michaels, who <laughs> yeah. did The Biggest Loser. Yeah. Yeah. She is so good. yeah. I went to this seminar and she was hosting it and she said, you know, name three. So it was only three things, three things that you like to do, not what other people like to do, what you like to do. And I was like, oh, actually, I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it is, it's a difficult question because so, so much of the time we can live for other people and we fall into other people's plans so I would say really get to the core of the purpose really go deep you know figure out what that is and and what you want from life and then you can start to build on the rest that is so good I really I love these answers <laughs> they're great <laughs> so let me ask you if you so the listeners that are listening to you like so give us the nutshell of the purpose of the power to reinvent, you know, as you're putting it out into the world mm -hmm. and then some of, you know, what your goal, this whole process of with goal setting, which seems to be the, the jewel in the crown of, of, of this existence of what you're doing. It seems like a, a major jewel. Like it's, it's like in the center of a crown. If you could imagine a crown, it's, it's the, it's, you know, it's like Iron Man, you know, without that yeah. little centrifuge thing, whatever in his chest, he's he, just, things don't work the right way. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, the whole aim of the power to reinvent is to enable people to create change with ease in their lives and it's really designed for people with busy lives because time is our scarcest resource and i appreciate because i've been there myself that you know you don't necessarily have time to do the two-hour morning ritual you know or you're under pressure and and you know that it's something that you have to look at you know you need to go into yourself you know you need to answer that pull or that call or you know address that limiting belief or whatever it is and i've really designed the power to reinvent to help people live, you know, a life of ease and flow in a frantic world. So all the exercises are quick. They are tried and tested. They have, there are things that I've used in my own life that are used throughout psychology and NLP. And then they're adapted into very short exercises that you can do from home. And the goal setting is a, is a, is a big component of it because the the power goal system um, is very different from smart goals. Um, it works with the, the power of your subconscious to manifest success, to create that flow, to really obtain that focus and create fast change. 
And that's really what it's about. Um, it's about that creating simplicity in, in a frantic world and creating those gradual shifts that will lead to to reinvention. Wow, that is, and I, I, I mean, I, I love the way that you bring in the, the whole component of real thinking. It's not just a smart goal. It's not just smarter with, with exciting and risky, you know, which mm-hmm. is a smarter goals, right? Um, yeah. Which I like smarter goals more so than smart, but I love that you're bringing in the psychology and yeah. most people don't realize why they give up. They don't understand like what's going on inside of them. It's deeper than having a calendar in front of you, a brand new you know, no, and I'm a big planner person. I love using mm-hmm. my planner because I tell people I have focused ADD. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I do is like I'll squirrel and rabbit trail all over the place. But the only thing that goes into my planner is what I intend to do. And that way mm-hmm. I can live into my day because that's what mm-hmm. I believe. And if it doesn't get scheduled, there's a good chance it's not going to get done. And oh, yeah. it's a way for me to keep interruptions in because I out because I like. I do like interruptions and I think there's a time for them. But when it comes to me doing what I need to be producing and doing and how I need to be showing up, I have to stay focused and I need to reach those goals. And it also is my real proving and testing ground. I need to test myself. I need to develop my own disciplines and my own focus. I need to understand the obstacles and things that I need to not run from, but I need to embrace. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to embrace the obstacles. I don't need to push them aside. I need to, you know, the obstacle as Ryan Holland holiday says is the way I'm going to go through the obstacle. I'm not going to avoid it. I mean, the very thing, a bird, if you put a bird in a vacuum, he can't fly. But as soon as you put the bird out in the air where resistance is, it's the, it's the combination of the assets of the bird and what happens in the atmosphere that allow Mm -hmm. flight. You know, it's, it's like an airplane. I've been speaking and I'm developing a whole teaching series around this, but it's all around lift. Most Mm -hmm. people view when you see a big, gigantic, massive, like a military plane or something in the air, and it seems like it's moving like 10 miles an hour. It's not even going very fast. And you're like, how in the world is that happening? And then we know gravity because if we jump up in the air, we immediately come back down again, right? So when we're thinking about it and we look at that, we it's almost like in our minds, we think the airplane is resisting gravity. That's why there's high fear of flying. It's yeah. not the fact that, yeah. the, the, that there have been crashes, but it's just there's a high fear because in our mind, we know that gravity says to us that we can't go up there like that. But here's yeah. the thing. The airplane is not fighting gravity. It's working with the rules provided by gravity, which says you can create lift. I love that. And that's what we need to be doing, right? That's what we need to be doing is understanding how are we creating lift in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of of focusing on the weight and the drag. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I love that. And I really love the fact that you said, you know, not avoiding those obstacles, you know, and I think that's what you know the temptation is that quick fix is to kind of dive around the obstacles rather than treating them as your greatest gift you know so many people their their greatest triumphs came out you know when they faced their greatest obstacle and I think that that simple little like shift in your mindset it just it changes everything it really changes everything and you're so right that that lift is so important and working with the resistance of life you know 
not trying to go against it or run away or hide from it. You know, that that is the joy of life. They are they are one in the same. You know, you don't experience the happiness without feeling the sadness because without it, you don't understand how good the happiness feels. And I think the more you accept that in life and the more you realize that there is no permanent state, you can't live in a permanent state of happiness, you know, but you can minimize, you know, the times whenever unhappiness does kind of rear its head. Wow. That is so good. Very thoughtful. I love it. I love it. I'm just so excited about this. Um, You know, um, I love to ask this question because I'm just curious Mm -hmm. now. What are three things that you are optimistic about over the next 12 months that can be personal or in in the work that you do? Which to me, you know, I tell people I'm one person. So, I mean, I'm not going to be a – I'm not a work person and a husband person, a father person. I'm I'm one guy that has different hats that I wear, but I'm the same person because I don't want to manage a whole bunch of different personalities and expressions of myself. I just want to be one person. So what are three things you're optimistic about? And it can be personal or professional, which to me, just you, three things. Three things. Over the next 12 months. Over the next 12 months is a really good question. Um, So I am... I have a very exciting project, which I'm waiting on the paperwork. That you can't tell. See, you're look at you. You can't. You're teasing. You keep bringing it up and teasing. I haven't said that. I can't (laughs) say, but I'm not sure. So no, wait for the contract. Um, Yeah. (laughs) No, don't, don't, no. I just said anyway. Are you sure? I don't want you. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you're gonna say it. I'm not. I hope I'm not just coercing or just over convincing you. Well, I think it's a great story, actually, because it is proof of kind of like when you show up, the good things happen. So um, on my Instagram account, um, an editor of a book uh, publishing company follows me randomly. And she got in contact um, about an idea for a book. And I've um, on flow, actually. Um, and I have I've just written a proposal because I've been developing a, like an everyday model of flow because I'm I'm quite passionate about taking some of these concepts and distilling it down into everyday life. Um, and so I have a book deal um, with a publishing house now in New York. Um, I'm just waiting for the paperwork to come through. So I'm most excited about that because it will be released in Yay! January 2019. And I just mentioned yeah. you need a book. I just said it. <laughs> He did, and I was like, oh, he does. No, I don't know, because I'm working on a book, and I'm hoping someone will say, and the concept of my book is about being dangerous. Nice. Honestly, like, this was just, yeah, this was, I had written it down, and I had said this is what I wanted to do, was was to write um, more so than anything else, and I just kept on believing and repeating the Napoleon Hill formula, which wow. this is what I'm you know, about the craziness that works. And um, a true story: she contacted me once, and I I actually didn't reply because I didn't feel ready. I had a little bit of conversation with her, but I felt like I wasn't quite there. I don't like to share knowledge unless I really feel like I've experienced it or can vouch for it. I, I didn't feel I was quite there. Um, and I believe that, that that particular concept we had didn't happen for a reason. And then I started to really get into flow and I started to read um, a lot of books, you know, uh, Mealhide books that, that you're reading. Um, I read some other books. I read a lot of studies. And then I 
distilled it down into an, an eight-point model, um, which was the thing I've been looking for to combine goal-setting purpose, you know, guiding your thoughts. So I've distilled it down into this model, and it's that that they picked up on. So it's, it's not a big book. It's a nice little small kind of easy-to-digest book with some practical go-and-do exercises. So that comes out in January 2019. And then my plan would be to run some workshops um, around that and to really develop that into more of a full concept and have some some online resources I'd love to run a retreat um, and I just want to keep on traveling um, with the job I want to see and experience as, as many new places as possible um, I'd really like to go to Iceland while I'm here in this kind of part of the world so I'm excited about that go check out um, Runa Runa Magnus oh Runa Magnus where's that go no her name is Runa and oh, really? yes, you need to connect with her. She has the Difference Makers podcast and Ooh. I will send an email. So I will, yeah. I will connect the two of you. Amazing. So I'm excited about the book in the next 12 months. I'm excited about traveling um, and exploring more of kind of the, the Scandinavian countries. And I'm just the last thing is personal. I'm really excited about my own personal growth because I feel like I don't think I'm not I'm changing to me. Does that make any sense? Oh yes. Like I don't think to other people I'm necessarily a different person, but to me I am to, to the real me, to the inner me. I feel different. I don't think my friends would say that I've changed. I don't think there's been, you know, any particular major outward shifts, but inside me, I feel different and I feel so much more connected with who I really am. And I know that sounds a bit weird, but it's, it's so true. Um, and I'm really excited just to explore where that goes and and to continue my work and to see where it takes me you know both in kind of life and professionally that's no that is great and I totally understand what you're saying because yeah. a lot of the shifts they they other people aren't going to see them yet because you have to take possession of it and yeah. once you take possession you begin to manifest it and you begin to yeah. demonstrate it and it becomes visible to other people. It's kind of like if I gave you $80,000 and said go buy any car you want and yeah. no strings attached and you say okay and you go buy a car and you said Tim I'm going to buy a you know X vehicle it's going to be this color and this interior and I say okay so when you were driving it around for the month for this last month what was that like? And, and what did you notice more of as you were on the road with your car? Now, you may say people looking at me or whatever, but you know what mm -hmm. you're going to say definitely? I noticed there were more cars like mine. Yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> yeah. Those people didn't go buy it because you went and bought yours. It's just now in your awareness because you have what? Possession. Yeah. And so once you possess, then you will begin to notice things yourself. You'll run into more opportunities with your awareness. But people also in their vehicle, just like yours, will see it and they'll see the shift or the difference. Or they may want what you have and they don't and they'll notice that you're in it. So that's kind of the experience of the mind and what happens with the mind when we take yeah. possessions of things and allow that to become our new way of living and our new way of walking talking yeah, that's behaving so isn't that kind of cool 
It is really cool. Like I haven't been home. I go home to Ireland actually next week. Um, my mom's turning 60. So maybe it's because I'm not around people that I don't have that feedback or don't feel kind of different. So it'll be interesting to go back to see if they pick up on anything, you know, but it's, it's strange now, you know, even for myself, like um, when I got the news about the book, I, I've only told my mom and two other people and that's it. Well, now you just told my whole podcast audience. And I've told everybody on the podcast. <laughs> like, less ego-driven. Like, the old me would have been, like, texting everybody, like, you know, look at me. And now I feel less about that. I, I think there's a quote, and I can't remember who it's by. Um, I'm sure it will come back to me. But, you know, you have to live for an audience of one. And, right. and I love that. And I really feel like that's been the biggest part of my growth is it's probably more about what I'm not saying as opposed to saying. Wow. So how do people, if you want them to really engage you, what are the two main places or one place or how do you want them to connect with you? I I would think it's your website and your Instagram, but you may have something new. That's all I have. It's my website and my Instagram. Um, I love Instagram. So yeah, if you want to be entertained by my stories and um, yeah, connect there. I mean, I really do. Um, try to share as much as possible you know even just pop me a direct message if you've got a question or you want to know more about the journey I'm all about sharing and adding that value you know as much as I can in the best way that I can and the handle for that is at the power to reinvent I'm I don't know well I call my company this but it's so difficult for me to say for for (laughs) non-people in Belgium but power is such a hard word for me to pronounce yeah power P-E-W- P-O-W-E-R, just in case you're like, the what now, the power? Yeah, well, you you can't help it. That is like my struggle. (laughs) I need to like go to somebody who can teach me how to properly say that word because we're so lazy. I love it. No, but I don't want you to be, (laughs) don't, don't eliminate that. That, that's the, that's baked into who you are. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could figure it out and you could enunciate it differently, but you know what, if that's all you have to worry about with what you share, I would just be like, let that happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what, it's, it's, it may be unorthodox for you. It's clear to me, but the things you really need to be clear on is what I'm presenting to you. So how about that? (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, So you can connect with me there on Instagram. And then my website is the same. It's the part of reinvent.com. There's some free tools and templates on there currently getting it redesigned and I hope to have a lot more um, free downloads and a nice little resource library um, for everybody. So if you are in a crazy busy world, if you're going through those shifts, if you feel that pull or that call or you're struggling kind of on that journey or you just want some tools to enhance what you already have, then then get in touch. That is great. You've been awesome. This has been a great conversation. I like yeah, this a lot. Yeah, so good. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. You're the perfect host. And I was like, I'm going to steal at least 10 of the things that you said. <laughs> hey, you know what? Listen, like, you... Writing down, like, what was that? Yeah. No, go yeah. ahead and that, just do it because here's what I've yeah, been talking... you're t- so good. So thank you. So the first, the first thing you say is, so this person said, right? Then the second time you say it, you say... 
I've been known to say. You can immediately just move into transition and ultimately, and then you can say, you know, I've been known to say, and then you say, you know, so here's what I would like to say. So the third step is you just get into straight into it's yours, right? So there's nothing new under the sun, right? There's nothing new. So just different ways to say it. I love your ability, your simple analogies and the way you bring things to life. So yeah, it's been just the best use of an afternoon i am smiling from ear to ear i love this conversation so thank you so much well thank you sarah i really appreciate it and your kind words and i received them so i do um so this has been another episode of uphill conversations always remember your current condition does not match your emerging future anything worth having is uphill but you cannot go uphill with downhill habits And you can always be more, do more, and have more, but your reasons for being and doing and having are for you to figure out and no one else. But the thing that I want you to know, and most importantly, is that when you're on the hill, you will see people like me and Sarah right alongside riding with you. Take care. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.